The car industry's grubby little anti-consumer lobby group is at it again. So incredibly dependable. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their brand new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. Just quickly, okay, a brand new report has just been given birth to on my other channel called Rant, and it is now live. It's all about the alarming rise of the dangerous idiot, a new human subspecies. Link for that in the description. Original equipment manufacturer testing of two non-genuine utility tray bodies saw trays fail on several critical criteria. The aftermarket trays cracked chassis rails in durability testing, corroded rapidly in corrosion testing, and were built with unacceptable weld quality. There was evidence of the trays separating from their mounting points on the vehicles. The Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries there, a leading anti-consumer lobby group in Canberra, which fellates politicians to bolster the interest of overseas car makers, they've gone out and taken a grubby little swing at the local manufacturers of aftermarket trays for utes. And of course, the dog shit dumb motoring press has lapped it up. The testing also revealed the non-genuine trays could damage the vehicle body and paint and could cause suspension mounting failure with the potential for the leaf springs to fall out. The chassis and suspension tune could become unstable, the tray could rip itself off and electronic aids like ABS and traction control may fail. Well golly gee Jim Bob, I'm kind of surprised a plague of locusts did not also spontaneously appear. You know, the FCAI is so audaciously confident in the veracity of its findings here that they specifically did not mention the brands of tray they tested. There has to be a reason for that. This is therefore not a public safety announcement, I'd suggest. It's a hatchet job, a media hatchet job. And the target is the aftermarket industry collectively once again. I would be very surprised indeed if I learned that those two trays were not very carefully selected by engineering experts represented by the car industry on the basis of those trays being the worst aftermarket trays they could find. I sincerely doubt they tested the best aftermarket trays and there's no word of course from them on the selection protocol. So make of that what you will. Damn fly. The FCAI grubs are calling this an education campaign, but I'm calling it extreme lobby group bullshit. More extreme lobby group bullshit from them, it's kind of what they do. These parts might fit your car, but they aren't fit for purpose. These parts can degrade a vehicle to total failure. In many cases, a cracked chassis means the vehicle you rely on is dangerous until expensive repairs are completed if the chassis can actually be repaired. That's Spiros Katsigianis, a tame Toyota engineering bigwig in Melbourne. Now, if you're not from around here, okay, Melbourne is basically Sydney, albeit with better cafes, but shitter weather, no surf and no view. So here's my first problem with this whole affair, okay? We've apparently commissioned a Toyota wonk to investigate how well two aftermarket trays performed in comparison with a genuine Toyota tray. 
Explain to me exactly how this is not a world-class conflict of interest. I mean, if we adopt this strategy more broadly, perhaps criminals should investigate their crimes and the banks should run their own royal commission, paving the road, of course, for the Catholic friggin' church to investigate George Pell. Toyota engineer reveals non-Toyota products are shit. Such a revelation. How could a group of grown-ups not decide that this is a dodgy proposition from the get-go before knocking it out there into the public domain? In any case, lobby group assholes should not purport to do scientific anything, in my view. They always get it spectacularly wrong. Scientific testing does not begin with a desired outcome, ever. It ends with a conclusion based on how the cards fall in experiments impartially. These lobby group dickheads apparently did exactly the opposite of science, which is cherry-picking the friggin' result and then going out and making it happen. Then they tried to legitimise it with the trappings of being somehow scientific, or at least technical. It's nothing more than malignant confirmation bias. And why a respected engineer like Big Suvlaki from Toyota earlier would associate himself with this kind of bullshit being a black hole of conflict of interest about which this dodgy campaign orbits and knowing the spin lobbyist assholes would ultimately put on it, I mean, that's totally beyond me. Speaking of bias, if they had wanted to evaluate tray design or suitability, why not go out and get an independent lab to test the trays? Why not blind test them? As in, remove the branding, here's test samples one, two and three, knock yourself out, dudes, thus adding a veneer of actual scientific rigour to the underlying, but still corrupt, process. This disgraceful industry fear-mongering campaign is a fully sanctioned attempt by the car industry to tar all aftermarket manufacturers of things like trays with the same bullshit brush, the one marked unfit for purpose. Vehicle brands use crash test dummies. It appears some non-genuine parts are using you as the crash test dummy. That's Tony Webber there, FCAI CEO, S-O-S, F-F-S. Personal opinion, he never disappoints me. Dear Mr. Weber, there are no rear-based crash tests, either officially or under the ANCAP test protocols, at least not that I'm aware of, just saying. Manufacturers do, of course, use crash test dummies, that's a certainty, but I just can't see how they would use one in designing or validating an aftermarket tray for a ute. Was that the best he could do, really? I would actually love to see a crash test of a Hilux with a genuine tray loaded to three quarters of its payload capacity with bricks or gravel, perhaps a concrete mixer and an oxypropane cutting rig, couple of jerry cans of petrol and towing a bobcat at 64 k's an hour straight into the offset deformable barrier. That would be most entertaining, I think you'd agree. You'd need to find a Hilux with a DPF that wasn't shitting itself, of course. But I double dead dingoes dong a dare you guys to crash test a Hilux in this way. It'd be great. We could sit there together, all of us, at some, you know, minimum safe distance, four suburbs over, and we could hold hands. Perhaps we could all sing Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vie De Loca. I'd love that.
And afterwards, nobody at all would ever be in any more doubt about why the death rate in utes and vans is relatively high. Certainly, FCAI lobby group dicks can go out and cherry-pick a couple of dodgy aftermarket trays to prove, if that's the right word, their bullshit vested interest hypothesis that aftermarket trays are shit. And then they can issue a press release, which the press, which has its head so far up the car industry's ass, it's not funny, will lap up enthusiastically. Mission friggin' accomplished. Meanwhile, back in reality, I suspect one could also find several, possibly most, reputable aftermarket trays which performed as well as or better than the genuine ones, as well as some which offered better features and or greater functionality. I'm not saying genuine parts are bad. They're usually quite good. What I am saying is, when you see this story reported elsewhere, assess for yourself whether the underlying motive for putting it out there is to protect you, the consumer, from some malignant influence, or is it just so that car makers can put the squeeze on Aussie businesses making quality aftermarket parts here in Australia onshore? I'd suggest it's the latter. And this latest tacky exercise simply emphasises, at least to me, the grubby lengths that this organisation will go to to push the automotive industry's barrow. These are the same assholes who have steadfastly opposed the introduction of rollover protection regulations for quad bikes, despite the stark death and injury toll associated with them. Six people a day in emergency departments. 50% of people killed by ATVs are asphyxiated after being crushed beneath them following a friggin' rollover. That's a 10-year average. Farmers reported that the uptake of crush protection devices was being impacted by the quad bike manufacturer's negative public statements regarding the effectiveness of and purported risks associated with crush protection devices. The major barrier to adoption is the disputed arguments regarding the effectiveness of crush protection devices that continue in the public domain. That's from a report by Dr. Tony Lower and Dr. Mark Trotter for the Precision Agriculture Research Group in June 22. Let's fast forward a bit, okay? In October last year, crush protection, which had been spearheaded by the ACCC and other expert groups, was finally legislated, with farmers getting two years to comply with the new rules. Two years, right? That's 26 more deaths on the house, in other words, and 4,000 more hospital cases, which is quite a bit of legislative leeway compared with, say, the current zombie apocalypse. I think you'd agree. In my view, the FCAI and the quad bike manufacturers have a great deal of blood on their hands over this, and frankly, they seem rather callously unconcerned about it. There is no conclusive scientific evidence that crush protection devices improve safety. In fact, new independent data shows they can cause just as many serious injuries as they may prevent. That's the FCAI's chief ATV apologist, in my view, channeling the most reprehensible communication strategies of the tobacco industry, attempting to obfuscate the dangers of smoking, right? The FCAI thus seems consistently unconcerned about your safety. 
At least, it does to me. And I must confess, I have something of a latent soft spot for local fabricators, because they're a valuable economic resource, right? As well as being a threatened species. Because making shit here in Australia is properly hard. Because people don't want to live in poverty just because they're working on a production line. And this is something the car industry has proven beyond doubt that it cannot achieve. The car industry cannot make cars here. They tried that experiment, it failed. Nobody's subsidising a tray manufacturer with millions from the taxpayer either. These dudes are out there in little industrial units doing it on their own. They're toughing it out and they're doing it without support. Hashtag respect. The zombie pandemic, okay, it's proven to me how utterly reliant we are on a fragile logistics supply chain that stretches all the way back to China, where manufacturing is increasingly outsourced simply because of the lower cost. It's therefore flat out reprehensible, profoundly un-Australian, and certainly against the national interest for the car industry to attack vestigial local manufacturers of anything in this disgustingly cherry-picked way. Doing so is shameful. If you actually wanted to make trays safer, great idea. How about you go out and work with Standards Australia to develop a voluntary standard for ute tray performance? But of course, the car industry would not do this because doing so would not serve to shit-can the competition and their underlying objective is to become a cartel. Far more dignified, I think, for the car industry to promote the benefits of genuine accessories. You know, the factory engineering integration, etc. I'm completely fine with that. And manufacturers certainly do jump through additional hoops to certify their accessories internally. And they should rightly champion this in the brochure. But to shit-can competitors implicitly in this grossly underhanded fashion, using this so-called test... It's completely unacceptable. To Tony Webber and Horst von Sanden, who runs the three-pronged suppository as his main gig, but in his spare time sits at the head of the FCAI round table, not unlike an anti-consumer King Arthur, personal opinion, I'd suggest, with all due respect, which would be none, that struggling local fabrication businesses currently beset by the zombie pandemic under extreme commercial pressure do not deserve a well-funded, coordinated attack by professional assholes. The collective car industry in Australia is the FCAI. They're interchangeable. They're one and the same. And thus the industry itself should be well ashamed of sanctioning this reprehensibly un-Australian conduct. <laughs>